Hey everybody, welcome to part two of our interview with Terry L. Cook. And uh, we first hour just uh, flew by together. We're going to get into some real current events applications in this particular hour and anything else that Terry wants to talk about. Um, he is a person who's had a very diverse background, everything from uh, uh, distinguished law enforcement, even handled Charles Manson. Ooh, that must have been dirty. And uh, he's been a, a war. He's a war veteran. Uh, he's an author, and he's written a new book. We're going to talk about here in just a second. But uh, you heard all this in part one, and uh, he's just done so many things, uh, and he's been kind enough to come out of retirement and come on my show, and uh, he's written this fantastic book called Duke of Hell, and you can actually get the book, and we'll, we'll let him talk about this before we end with Terry, but uh, dukeofhell.com, it's available on Amazon, also available at that site if you want to get the book now. But uh, Terry is an amazing, amazing person here, and we're uh, in our show description. We'll post a biography as we covered extensively in the first uh, part of this interview. Uh, but we've been talking a lot about end times, and much to my chagrin, Terry has mentioned that we are the final generation, and he went through how he knows this from what's written in Scripture. And I'm just cringing at every word because I know it's true and I don't want to believe it, but it's true. But anyway, need to let you know, there's some people that keep the lights on here. One is our good friends at Noble Gold. I'm not just an advertiser, I'm a customer. They reallocated my assets. I got a reset and I feel so much better because as things crash, I don't think I'm going to take a total hit. I really don't. I think I'm going to get through a lot of this okay. And I certainly have a fighting chance. And uh, gold has held its value for 6,000 years. And they center what they do around gold, but that's not all they do. So you need to give them a call to see if they can help you in these very disturbing times. The number is 877-646-5347. 877-646-5347. Tell them I told you to call. We're also brought to you by the best durable food company in the world. Best tasting. No price increases. In fact, actually their prices are the sale prices they had in January uh, before all this stuff started with the coronavirus and they've never raised their prices on their four and two week packages you can buy multiple uh, they have so much integrity it's incredible what they do and uh, really folks I'm telling you the sale prices were about 30% off retail when they offered them so you're still getting the sale price 25 year shelf life preparewithdave.com well, Terry, it's really good to have you back, and uh, you're just—you've been a man of of many talents. And uh, during the break, I was reading through some of the things in your in your bio, and I was just thinking, wow. I mean, you you must be what about 130 years old now to have done all these things. You've got here. Let me count this. You've got one, two, three, four, five college degrees, two college certificates. Um, you're retired, uh, but not really. Uh, a war veteran, a National Guard officer, FAA licensed commercial pilot with 3,000 hours, and all these TV shows you've done. And I mean, you know how Lindsay, who uh, authored The Late Great Planet Earth that I absolutely loved, scared the heck out of me, but I loved it. Maybe, is there anything you haven't done? I need, uh, I need some yard work done over here at the, <laughs> at the house. <laughs> hey, grass doesn't grow on a busy street. That's, the, that's what's wrong with the top of my head. That's why I'm bald. <laughs> you know, uh, God said that I'd be, uh, uh, on this planet, I'd be reflections of much better things to come. So yeah. let's just consider me a shining example 
of reflections of better things to come. Okay, that's why my head is shiny clean. <laughs> well, what I found in my older age is that uh, if you're true to the word, God has a purpose for you until he doesn't, and then it's time to say goodnight. But, but he does have purposes for you as you get older. And uh, our society might like to kick the elderly to the, to the curb, but the reality is God has a purpose. And, and I find that when I started in this business back, I started writing in about 2003 when McCain was trying to steal my property. And um, here it is, what now, 17 years later? I, I've, I think I'm a lot wiser than I was then. I think I've had enough encounters with uh, the demons, the bad guys, the New World Order. I think it's made me wiser. Do you, don't you feel the same way? You're much wiser in your robust age? Uh, yeah, much more exhausted, but a lot wiser. <laughs> That's true. And, uh, but, and sometimes Budweiser. You know, you need a beer or two to make it through. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, occasionally that ain't too bad. Um, <laughs> hey, I have a confession to make. Last night. You, you uh, mean, wait, wait, you drink Corona beer? That's I your did. confession. <laughs> and I did. Not last night, though, but I did the last time I was in this restaurant. There's a restaurant here, and it's open air and internal. And and this is violating Arizona law, by the way. We went in. We, we ordered there and got our got our drinks and everything and, you know, our Cokes and our water and stuff. And went out with our order and ate the picnic table right outside. You're not supposed to be able to consume food on restaurant property. So I dined with illegal danger last night, and I lived to tell about it. And there must have been. Oh gosh, 40, 50 people there all doing the same thing. Um, we weren't social distanced from each other. Of course, we live under the same roof. and uh, But we were social distanced from everybody else. But it, it just shows you the ridiculousness of what we're going through right now. And uh, I think people's rebellion's coming, but I want to set the stage for where we're going to go with this. I wrote an article uh, just this morning on the Common Sense Show. And I said, phase one was to destroy the economy. And that was to lock us down over the virus. And yes, the virus is real, can kill people, it is contagious. But the real purpose, obviously, was to destroy the economy. And now as people are predictably rebelling, like I did last night, um, the other side is going to come at us with food shortages. We will have a complete pork and meat shutdown between the next two to five weeks, is what I'm told by the experts on these grocery store chains uh, that are serving on the co-ops and uh, other foods gonna follow. And the government wants to use food as a weapon. And I think also too, Terry, you know that the military needs a healthy economy to be able to compete, com uh, well, uh, basically move from peacetime to wartime industries to fund resupply for military. That's not gonna be possible now. So, I mean, so I've given a lot, I put a lot on your table right there. Just jump in wherever you want with these observations. Well. Dave, you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed. I, I read your, uh, your newsletter broadcasts on the Internet every day, and uh, you're, you're one of the finest. To, and I'm not, you, I'm not doing this to, to pat you on the back or because I know you're going to buy a thousand of my books or anything like that because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're not. Uh, but I just want to compliment you because too often those of us who are out there, and I used to get brutalized, you know, beat up, and uh, I had my can handled, handed to me several times by even by our own people. I've, you know, I, I've been defrauded by Christian ministers yeah, I, to I the tune to the tune of a half a million dollars. My wife and I lost our shirts on uh, collaborating with the, the three or four other Christian ministries 
over the last 27 years. So, uh, but Satan gets in there, no matter what happens, Satan gets in there and controls many Christians with money. And that's why his signature is on the back of every dollar bill, you know, announcing the, the beginning of the new world order. Sure. So um, it's tough. It's really tough. You're still hanging in there at uh, age 39. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to compliment you severely and tell you what a great job you're doing because you are. And who knows how much longer we all have. I mean, a truck could take us out tomorrow morning uh, where you are in Arizona or where I am in Spokane. It, uh, but I managed to live 73 years. God's going to keep us around until he no longer needs us. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why we're still doing this, Dave. So just keep up the good work. And look, nobody likes bad news. Do you think, uh, look at all the Old Testament prophets. Do you think Daniel enjoyed... <laughs> No. getting all the end time stuff he fell to his face how about John in Patmos when he got the book of Revelation you know I mean, he couldn't walk for it I think he probably had to use uh, uh, kaopectate if they had it back then yeah, he, prob yeah. he probably need more than um, a whole garage full of toilet paper that's, perhaps that's why people are buying so much toilet paper um, he was on his face frightened to death even though it was a word directly from the throne of God so uh, anybody who knows what's going on, anybody who works for the Lord, uh, goes through some uh, mental gyrations. And you've gone through them, I've gone through them, everybody does, because, uh, and then people call you a nut, because you do understand this stuff. I mean, don't don't people call you a nut or a wacko or an, uh, a Bible creep or something? I've been called everything. Just right now, I'm kind of in the zone, though, and I'll tell you, I know I'm still being called that, but... I had uh, actually the thing I'm getting now. I was on Doug Hagman's show yesterday, and a few people wrote into his site and said, "Dave's a disguised leftist." <laughs> I'm going, "You gotta be drunk to say that about me." Oh, he's insane. <laughs> if you said extreme right, yeah, you might be right compared to some. But anyway, uh, the, what I'm getting right now is it's kind of funny. Uh, Doug and I talked about this about five or six months ago, that all the things that we were writing about about six, seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, the UN and uh, their presence on our soil and using Chinese troops and so forth. All the things we said that we were setting up to do, and even though we had good documentation between his writings, my writings, our broadcast, uh, people said, you guys are just crazy. And now I'm kind of getting the mea culpa. Dave, I used to think you were crazy, but gosh, this stuff's really happening now like you said it would. So we're getting a lot of that now. In fact, the other thing I'm getting, Terry, this is really interesting too. Uh, I found out liberals don't like to be locked up any more than we do. So in the midst of these lockdowns, uh, I'm beginning to get uh, stuff from liberals that are saying, I never agree with you on much, but you're right about this. I hate this. They're destroying my life. And it's right now. This is a real good time to reach the liberals. I'm glad you brought that up because um, the video I sent you that you haven't had a chance to look at was uh, from Ed Griffin, who interviewed the head of the KJB. KGB. Oh, I've seen Communist that. I, I've seen that interview. Okay, and he interviewed uh, Professor Yuri, who the KGB mm -hmm. Professor Yuri, who told us exactly uh, the program that he installed uh, when he allegedly defected to America, and he installed a complete brainwashing program that had four phases in it, and uh, we're in the final phase. We're we're in the pre-phase four phase of the takeover of America, and again, as we discussed in the previous program, communism is Satanism in disguise. The political uniform is communism. 
whether it's Chinese communism, American communism, or Russian communism, but the head of all communists in the world is Mr. Putin, the head of the International Communist Party of all nations on earth, and of course he takes his orders from the Rothschild people in the city of London. In fact, the Rothschild and the Rockefellers actually financed Lenin going in to perform the Communist Revolution of 1917 with 200 million in, in uh, gold bullion from one of Rockefeller's banks in America. So uh, the whole communist thing uh, that would bring about the beginning of the New World Order in 1917 with the Bolshevik Revolution uh, is now complete. Virtually the entire world is now communist. Uh, we're the last one to go and we'll be going soon. Uh, and then the world will go into that final dictatorial government that I believe the Antichrist will leave, lead very soon. So, uh, and I believe that he's also going to be something out of this world that my book talks about, my videos talk about at www.dukeofhell.com. Just watch my video at dukeofhell.com. It's 13 minutes long. Take 13 minutes. You know, most people don't have a t attention span worth more than uh, a few seconds today. We, we all just want to go someplace on the inner line. They call it surfing. And we want, we want to go to where it's entertaining. And if it's not entertaining, we switch and surf elsewhere. But, you know, stick with my video for 13 minutes because it's the result of 30 years of understanding regarding what's about to happen. So it's very educational. Um, but I believe that this thing is going to be so mind-boggling that the entire world will be mesmerized. And Scripture says that. Scripture says that if it were possible, Jesus said if it were possible, even the very elect, his very elect would be deceived about all these end times things with the Antichrist rising to power and so forth. And he said that the Antichrist would be a liar and would uh, promote peace, but by peace, according to Daniel, by peace he will destroy and John 10 10 says the Antichrist job description I I don't hear that uh, being described in that way about the Antichrist but actually his job description we're all used to that term today is in John 10 10 I hardly hear any pastors let's go uh, through just, it what, yeah, what, John what, 10, can you, what can you tell us about the Antichrist job description well the Antichrist job description is uh, not just of the Son of the devil himself but it's the devil all along from the very beginning and uh, even before he was thrown out of heaven as one of God's creatures a primary creature as a as a matter of fact back then Lucifer and uh, John 10 10 says the job of Satan in other words uh, is to kill rob and destroy and of course the rest of John 10 10 says but Jesus comes to give us more life abundantly but that's all you really have to know. It's really that simple. His job description is the devil and his people come to kill, rob, and destroy. Now, communism is international Satanism, literally, okay? Even though they have political uniforms that say they're commies, they're still Satanists. So Satan comes to kill, rob, and destroy. Communism comes to kill, rob, and destroy. And communism is the final world government of the Antichrist. And he's going to be a UFO space commander, in my educated opinion. Now, why only a few understand this is because Jesus said, if it were possible, even the very elect of God would be deceived. It's not possible, Dave, that you can be deceived, that I can be deceived. We're the very elect. I mean that humbly. Why? I don't know. Why did God choose me? I don't know. 
you said I've done a lot. I came from a poor family in Southern California. Um, my sister, a year older than myself, was the first to have graduated from college. I was the second. I went to Vietnam right out of high school at 18 and a half and uh, got out, uh, you know, and uh, 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 just joined L.A. Sheriff's Department at age 21. So uh, I went to the police academy and then got right out of the police academy at age 22 when Charles Manson did his thing in Los Angeles. And I was uh, appointed to be on a special handling team. So LAPD arrested him. L.A. Sheriff took him to jail and court every day. And that's what I did. Uh, for a period of time. So uh, I've handled eight murders. I was in a police car in Los Angeles and Compton and the Bloods and the Crips and everything for uh, six long years and uh, handled virtually everything you can imagine in police work um, and uh, so forth. So without boring people with my background even more than that, let me just say that uh, I worked my tail off I uh, went to school full-time, 15 years night school, worked a full-time job, had a family and a home and everything else, and averaged, as you're averaging now, David, three hours sleep per night yeah. for 15 years. And that's another reason I'm bold. <laughs> and you live to tell about it, though. That's... And I'm still alive. I'm amazed I'm still alive. <laughs> but I, I, I wanted to learn everything I could. You know, I'm also a real estate broker. My uh, other degree is in business and real estate. And I've been a broker um, in California and Washington State and Oregon for uh, since 1973. See? So um, uh, I have quite a diverse background because every bit of knowledge you gain, uh, you know, helps you understand something or do something in this world. You see? That's true. So all the background I have, including all your background, and the fact you had a client who uh, claimed they were having an affair with Commander Ashtar, yeah. what, what an amazing story that is, Dave. Yeah, well, it is, and it's serendipitous. You would have that as the name for your main character exactly. in, in your fictional drama, which may not be so fictional. Um, I, I want to get into a, a couple of things here, too. You, you mentioned the Antichrist. Is he among us now, in your opinion? Well, his spirit is, but not physically yet. And that's, you know, I just watched a program, uh, a very good program, about 45 minutes long, uh, just this morning. It just hit uh, YouTube uh, two weeks ago. And a bunch of college professors, good fundamentalists, were talking about, hey, uh, do you think the seals have been broken yet? And you see, very fine Christian minds are thinking the same thing. But a couple of them, David, a couple of them said, yes, I believe so. Well, no. The seals haven't been broken yet. You see, we're in the preliminary stage of seal one. The seal one, of course, as you know, must be broken by Christ himself from the throne of God. He, uh, he breaks the first seal, which lets loose the four horsemen of the apocalypse, beginning with the white horse. And that's why one of the images I sent you was my graphic designer. I had him uh, picture or uh, graphically design uh, Commander Ashtar's gold UFO landing at the United Nations and then when he gets out of his UFO B-ship I call it 666 B-ship uh, he actually mounts a white horse and he's given a arrowless bow and he's given a crown you see so uh, that event has not yet happened and it, it must be preceded by total global chaos and food shortages as my video depicts at my website you know, dukeofhell.com. So please, again, watch that 13-minute, very educational video. I've animated it uh, incredibly. 
spend a lot of time doing that. So it's very um, arousing. It's very emotional. It's very scary. But it's very uh, educational as it well. It sounds scary. Do you want to hear another thing that's serendipitous? There was a, I used to be a big Twilight Zone fan. I used Me too. To, when I was Love in college, I used to come back from practice and, and the Twilight Zone reruns were coming on here. And, and I didn't watch it when the show was, was out and live. But I watched it uh, in my early 20s. And there was an episode in there where this uh, eight-foot alien landed. And he went to, of all places, as you just described, the United Nations. And he had a book that no one could decipher. And he said, this is what I'm bringing to you. And he ended droughts and did all these miracles. Very anti-Christ-like. And then the book got broken in terms of its code. And the book was entitled To Serve Man. And they were there to eat humans. Mm -hmm. Yes, (laughs) yes. But there's some real linkages there in Rod Serling's mind to what you're talking about here. Oh, that guy was great. He was a World War II veteran, and uh, Rod produced incredible stuff. And I think everybody enjoyed, most everybody enjoyed that stuff back then. I loved it. Uh, and and at the Outer Limits and all that stuff back then. See, it was it was just tremendous programming for that day and hour. And uh, it, it, all of it brought us to where we now are. But the major deception today, which is given very little airtime on Christian programming, you know, I'm having a difficult time, as I mentioned earlier in the last program. I have a difficult time. Uh, see, I authored, I co-authored my last book, Beast Tech, with Tom Horn. You know Tom Horn, right? I know Tom, yes. And so we co-authored a book, Beast Technology, based upon my first book, 1994, The Mark of the New World Order. So uh, then I spoke at a prophecy conference after that. And Steve Quayle has been a friend of mine. We've been doing radio since, I don't know, 1993, 1994. uh, I've been to Steve's uh, home in Bozeman, Montana, and he's just an incredibly fine man. He's from Southern Southern California originally, and Mm -hmm. he was a helicopter pilot in Torrance, California way back when when he was a kid. So, uh, uh, you know, I go back with with these guys off and on for uh, 25, 27 years now. So we're all saying the same thing. But few are attacking this concept as I am now uh, from this point of view because I'm seeing so much demonic activity about Commander Ashtar actually arriving on Earth in a UFO. I've never seen anything like this. So I figure that Satan's people don't tell the truth most of the time, but if they tell any truth at all, it has to match up with Bible prophecy, and this stuff does. They actually say that Ashtar will be the second coming of Christ. Hmm. Ashtar will come through the clouds as basically mocking the way Jesus left, you know, in Acts 1, chapter 1. When he left, he went through the clouds. Why was Scripture so careful to point that out? That Jesus went up in the clouds, and then the two angels that appeared to explain the event to all the amazed gawkers, all of, of the Lord's people back then, the, the, the two angels appeared and say, well, you know, basically I'm paraphrasing, why are you so amazed that Jesus going up in the clouds? Then they said, this same Jesus will return in the clouds in like manner. Now that's very important, very important, and most people miss that. So uh, isn't it interesting that on the internet now we have something called the cloud? 
isn't it interesting that when the Antichrist arrives, he'll mock, in a way, he'll mock that uh, Jesus' second coming, all eyes will see Jesus come in the second coming. You see, I think that's literal and, uh, 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 both literal and non-literal in, in its context, because all those spirits who are alive will be made to see his return. There won't be many left. Most everybody will be dead. <coughs> Excuse me. But whoever's still alive at his second coming at the last stage of Armageddon will see him coming, and all the spirits that are dead probably will see him coming as well. But here's what, the, here's what Ashtar says. He says, all eyes will see me coming in the clouds in my UFO. Isn't that interesting? Well, like I said, Project Bluebeam. Yes. So, we're beyond Project Bluebeam and, of course, uh, uh, the other stuff in the you know, New Mexico desert. And uh, they even asked Trump, uh, I'm sorry, they asked Trump recently if he's going to disclose any such contacts with aliens or UFOs. And he said, well, I'm not at liberty to talk about that right now. But uh, he, it's interesting that he created the Space Force because it looks as though the UFO fleets are going to unite with our own uh, fleets. And it's interesting that uh, Adolf Hitler, who used the term New World Order hundreds, if not thousands of times, and Adolf Hitler actually penned a book that was published in Australia in 1942 called My New World Order. Did you know that about Hitler? No, I didn't know that part of it, no. Yeah, you can just Google that if you like. You know, Hitler's uh, New World Order book was published in Australia in 1942. I had a copy of it. I've lost it over the years, but I once had a literal copy of it. And inside the book, he talked about being the Messiah. Uh, of course, he killed everybody he got near, and, but he claimed he was the Messiah, and he was going to lead the world for a thousand-year Reich, which he meant to convey was the thousand-year millennium. So he was an outright Satanist, and his whole SS Corps were Satanists. And, uh, but he talked about the Third Reich lasting for a thousand years, and it created a new world order. He was a prototype of the coming Antichrist, but yet he was still a physical man. And, uh, of course, the Antichrist will have a man's body, but will be incarnated with the spirit of Satan. And uh, what's really going to blow people's socks off is the way he's going to show himself. And again, he's not going to be uh, some some character in the Middle East who gets off a camel and walks over to a megaphone and says, I'm the Antichrist and here to save you. It's not going to be anything that mundane or ordinary. It's not going to be all the false Christ running around on the planet who claim they're this or they're that. Uh, it's going to be something so totally unique, it'll be mind-numbing and create a paradigm shift. Now, the word paradigm simply means a complete reversal of of an old way of doing things into a new order. And so that's what paradigm means. And that's what we're going to have. When the Antichrist arrives, it's going to be he's going to, his event, they actually call it, Dave. Write this down if you get a chance, brother. Uh, maybe you can go to, by the way, I just sent you that Rockefeller document on Operation Lockstep. Okay. okay? I just sent it to you. It's a PDF. Thank you. So, so pull it, save it, and go to page 18. I indicated that on my email. But uh, here's the thing. This event is actually called that, the arrival of the Antichrist by his people. They, they call them the Federation of Lightworkers because they work for Lucifer, you know, the, the son of light, the morning star. 
So they call themselves the Federation of Light Workers, and they are doing the groundwork, the preparation work for the arrival of the Antichrist, Ashtar, Commander Ashtar. By the way, he made his first appearance in 1921. Uh, he was channeled on Earth in 1921, the beginning of the aviation era, see? And so uh, I forgot the guy's name who received his first channel. And, of course, then he moved on to having a date with that gal that you used to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, this Antichrist, this Ashtaroth spirit, is a demonic spirit. And he's been around for zillions of years. Okay, and now he's going to make his final appearance exactly as, as God has stated in the outline of the end of times called the Book of Revelation. Which is also, by the way... Uh, the Greek word for revelation is apocalypse, and that's where that term comes from. Yeah, exactly. So apocalypse means revelation, and we call it in English the book of Revelation. So the Antichrist is going to appear in a paradigm shift fashion. And if you go to all of the, the Satan's uh, uh, light workers, if you go to all their websites, okay, they all say that. And so, but they, they cite the Bible. And they quote the Bible so that it sounds plausible, so that it sounds believable and real, so that it sounds godly, when in fact it's satanic mocking of the scripture. But people will, will believe it. Nevertheless, people will believe it because it sounds Christian. By the way, they never cite Buddha. They never cite Hindus. They, You see, if you want to figure out who the only truth is in the universe well it's Jesus Christ because all the Satanists either copy him mock mock him or try to discredit him and destroy him so I figured that's uh, before I became a Christian how could I prove that the Bible is the real Word of God uh, that's how I proved it to myself and it became a Christian born again in 1983 okay so well, yeah I, I, I hear where you're going with this and I think you're right uh, I, I, well, here's what I worry about: having the discernment at the right time to not be deceived. Well, this, that's see, that's why having knowledge of how Satan's people say the Antichrist is going to appear. That's how we can understand this. You see, that's why Jesus said, "If it were possible." Even my elect would be deceived, but it's not possible. You can't be. So that's why so few people are talking about this. It's meant to be exclusive information to his elect. That's why no one will have me on, the, on their shows. They, th they think it's crazy, but it's not crazy. How come there are more UFO sightings last year, 19, than any other time? How come everybody's talking about it now? How, why are so many movies out there? Why is the why has the Department of Defense spent roughly allegedly ten trillion dollars creating UFOs at Area 51 and New Mexico and elsewhere for the past 50 to 60 years? About ten trillion dollars in black ops funds have gone through the development of anti-gravity technology and so forth. Why have Satan's people done that? Because the most massive deception on planet Earth that has ever happened since the beginning of time is about to happen. A paradigm shift into the new world order. And no one's going to believe it unless it comes from heaven. Imagine now, what if a UFO landed tomorrow morning at the White House? And this guy got out and said, hey, you know, Trump, you're in a lot of trouble. I can help you fix it. 
listen, you've been trying to get peace in the Middle East, I got the contract right here, and I know everybody will sign it. You see? Now, I'm being a little bit facetious here, but that's my, my point is, it's going to take that kind of thing, which we have been set up to believe is coming, that we need a Messiah from space. Watch my video. In three minutes, I convey this whole thing. We need an economic collapse. We need World War III. One of their cartoons, Dave, one of the Ashtar cartoons actually says that during World War III, where four million people have already died, is when Ashtar will arrive. Now, listen, the prophecies of the Old Testament mostly have been fulfilled regarding most things, except the Ezekiel 38-39 Gog-Magog War. That's World War III in our language. That has never been fulfilled. Now, that says that one-third of the earth will die. Now, we have roughly seven and a half billion. One-third is uh, minus uh, two billion. We'll still have five billion left after World War III. Right now, as we speak, as we breathe, World War III is being planned. Okay, right now, this very day, uh, United States Pentagon is, is uh, planning a war against China. China is planning a war against us and so on and so forth. China is taking over Westpac. When I was in the Navy during Vietnam, I was in Westpac. I was stationed in the Philippines for two years, so I'm well aware of that. We've abandoned most of those uh, old military uh, spaces over there, except for Guam and so forth. So what well, we do still have missiles all over the ocean there, including the, the old Marshall Islands where we tested bombs. You know, we still have a big missile base in the Marshall Islands over there. We are setting up for World War III right now, and the U.S. military has been um, uh, recategorized, redefined in uh, to cover all spheres of the world. And Trump has re-strengthened our military, so we're planning for the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war right now. And Ashtar's videos actually say that. So we're going to have economic collapse, total chaos, pandemics, diseases and World War III virtually simultaneously here in the next few months, perhaps even the next few weeks. And the world will be desperate. They'll say, oh my God, you know, bring us a Messiah. The actual uh, Ashtar cartoon says that, that during World War III, where people have lost, uh, where the planet has lost about 4 million people, that we should all pray for somebody to come and save us. So this one person, this animated character on the cartoon, Dave, he actually gets up off his chair from the TV that says World War III is happening. Literally, World War III. They have a, a banner at the bottom of the newscast on this cartoon. This anime says, World War III is happening. Get up and pray for somebody to come save us. The guy walks out of his house, goes outside, he prays, and then a UFO comes and lands in his lawn, on his lawn in front of his house. <laughs> oh, Yasin, do you want that cartoon? Yeah. Okay, so listen, all my stuff is based on good, sound investigation that few people understand, and typically most people think is nuts, nutty and wacko. But that, just, that, that means that you haven't studied this stuff enough to realize how it fits into Bible prophecies. You see, now, if you study demonology, Dave, how, much, how many more minutes do we have? A couple more minutes? Uh, we got about ten. Oh, good. Okay, if you study demonology, and, and do this when you get a chance, just pull up uh, demonology and put in the demon's name, Ashtaroth, A-S-H-T-A-R, 
O-T-H. Ashtarot. You'll, you'll see it's on Wikipedia. You'll see that uh, the whole history of the demon Ashtaroth goes back to Ishtar. And that it can be male and female. You see? Back to Ishtar. But in the Old Testament, it actually, Jesus said, classifies the demonic spirit Ashtaroth right alongside of Baal. Okay, and Lucifer. So you have to understand there's a demonic hierarchy just as God has his own uh, military type structure. And I don't mean military. I just mean there is a command structure in heaven and Satan has his command structure. He has generals and uh, sub-generals and so on and enlisted people at the bottom. You know, that's a terrible uh, analogy, but it's, it's kind of similar to a military structure, if you will. So at the top of this demonic structure, David, it's interesting to learn that there's Lucifer, Baal, and Ashtaroth, who's also called in demonology the Great Duke of Hell. The Great Duke of Hell. So just uh, Google that term, the Great Duke of Hell, and you'll see that in demonology he's considered the top three, the unholy trinity. Okay, so the Great Duke of Hell, I just shortened my title for my yeah. book, uh, The Duke of Hell. I'd left the word Great Duke of Hell, but he's at the top. He's the top three. He's the unholy trinity. He's been around for uh, zillions of years since Lucifer was created and was thrown out of heaven. But now he's about to appear. This spirit is about to appear in a physical body, much as Jesus, our Lord and Savior, was the Son of God uh, incarnate within you know, Mary's womb. Okay? Uh, but Antichrist is going to come down in a human-looking body. He'll, he'll be a, a, the son of the devil himself. He'll be a demon. But he's got to have a human-looking body that's about the same age as Jesus. How old was Jesus when he died on the cross, Dave? 33. Early, early 30s, yeah, exactly. 33. He began his ministry at what age? 30. And he died at roughly 33, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now if, if this Antichrist guy is going to claim he's the second coming of Christ, he's going to have to kind of look like Christ, who was a white man in a white body. Okay, and some allege he had long hair, but we really don't know for sure. Okay, and he's going to have to look about 33. If he's the second coming of Christ, people are going to expect him to look at about the same age as when he left. So guess what Ashtar looks like? He looks like a Nordic. He looks, they have him illustrated. They have him illustrated, okay, as a Nordic with blonde hair. And this is the cover on my book. I modified it so I don't violate copyrights, but I kind of created it like their illustration that's all mine, and I own the copyright on my graphic design of a basically a duplicate of how uh, Satan's people have illustrated Commander Ashtar in a spacesuit. Well, as a blonde, handsome young man, about 33 years old, who, okay, so he's going to have to look like Christ, and they say that. They actually have one of his illustrations, they have a picture of Christ, you know, an illustration of of, of, of a image of Christ. We don't really know what Christ looked like, but, uh, you know, there have been million, many illustrations over the years, especially within the Catholic system, you see. And by the way, that's another thing. The Catholics are fully on board with this. They're actually, Tom Horn wrote a book uh, several years ago called Exo Vaticana about how the 
Antichrist is going to be received by the Vatican, and they've all set up the Vatican to receive him. Well, they've been talking about that for some time right, now. Yes, for some time, long time. And right next to you, Dave, you're in Phoenix or there Mount, right? Mount Graham, yeah. Yeah, okay, you have Project Lucifer. That's right. Okay, so they're actually going to clear him to land. You know, I'm an ex-pilot, so, you know, retired pilot. But they're actually probably going to clear him to land and actually watch him come in on Project Lucifer Telescope right there in southern Arizona. And then he's going to be received at the Vatican. Of course, many of us fundamental Christians believe that uh, <laughs> that the uh, Pope will probably end up being the false prophet of the Antichrist. So uh, in one of my illustrations uh, that I haven't completed yet, I'll have the Pope meet Commander Ashtar when he lands his UFO at the United Nations and I'll have the Pope give him a white horse give him the reins of the white horse and greet him and accept him on planet Earth as the Messiah well I um, there's not much here's my reaction to what you just talked about and I know what you're saying is exactly right uh, when you call it the Lucifer Project in my opinion you're not leaving much to the imagination <laughs> <laughs> it shows you who the Pope is serving. Oh, yeah. Well, Dom, uh, Tom Horn's book, you know, Tom is, is a primo investigator. You know, he's a, an incredible author. I, I've never met anybody in my life who can write a 600-page book in three months and have it be so accurate it's infallible. Uh, Tom is an amazing man. He's in Missouri now with his family. But uh, this book, you ought to get it, Exo Vaticana. I mean, it just the, the irrefutable proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Well, you remember the the Pope said uh, if aliens came here, he'd baptize them. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, yes. So, and we all know that every Pope comes to power. Every successive Pope comes to power, including the present one. And by the way, he's fighting with a with another Pope to take over. So, we won't get into that. We don't have time. But the point is, uh, the Pope is going to be the Antichrist false prophet. He's going to release. Um, He's going to actually lead the religious system of the Antichrist, and the Muslims will join them because they are, they're expecting their Messiah, the Aman Mahdi. And, of course, uh, Commander Ashtar says he's their, he's their Messiah as well. And the yep. Pope has received uh, Islam into their system now, and he's also awaiting Captain uh, Commander Ashtar's appearance, and they're looking for him in their telescope, Project Lucifer. So you see how it all fits together? It's it's amazing. Um, I don't know why they're looking through a telescope. I mean, it's a, I don't want to get into the physics of it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I understand what they're doing, and uh, the Pope, you know, I'll baptize aliens. I mean, give me a break. I mean, he's a servant of Satan, and listen, most of the Catholics I know love Jesus. Yes. They want to live the right way yes. and follow the commandments. Why they continue to follow this false doctrine? It's blasphemous. I don't know why they do. Well, and I know many fine Christians uh, within the system as well. In fact, I've lectured with some of them who want the real truth, and they're just they're caught up in a system where he claims to be the vicar of Christ. You know, the representative of Christ on earth. They're just caught up into a political religious system. That's all it really is. And they're so wrapped up in it, and their families have been wrapped up in it for years, especially the Italians over here in America, and that um, you know, they can't get out. You know, it's, an, it's like an apostasy 
for them to try to get out of the Catholic system. You know, there's so much personal, uh, political and interpersonal pressure on them to get out of the Catholic system. They they really can't, even though they're basically, some are basically fundamentalists. And I used to teach a guy um, 25 years ago. He actually took all my stuff and started lecturing I've forgotten his name now, but lecturing within the Catholic system on the Mark of the Beast and all the fundamentalist stuff that I shared with him. And he's just a fine guy, just a super guy. And I had lunch with him one time in uh, in Arizona. I was lecturing in Arizona about 25 years ago. So, uh, yeah, uh, the majority of, uh, of Catholic folks are just fine Christians. But there again, remember now we talked about police work being led by uh, socialist and uh, lefties and Democrats at the local levels where most of the police officers at every level are really good people but they're uh, they're sanctioned and they're constrained by their leaders who have been uh, placed into office usually by election and financed by lefties and socialists to lead them kind of like how Obama took office you see uh, did most of us want Obama but no but he ended up getting it didn't he for two solid terms he ended up getting it and as much stuff as he had to hide it was hidden pretty well so um, uh, Satan's people are going to get in prophecy says that will happen and uh, we're in the final call and that's why I'm mainly an evangelist at this point saying listen folks I'm the train conductor who's at the station telling you get on board that the trains leaving the station and you need to get saved because we can't stop this thing. You cannot pray against the fulfillment of prophecy. Jesus said in Matthew 24, these things must happen. It's a part of his plan. And then he's going to arrive and give us our day off. The thousand years is one day to God. That's the millennium. He's going to restore earth. We have a thousand years with him. After that, he wraps up this whole universe, throws it into Hades with Satan and all spirits who ever followed him in the last 7,000 years or earlier and then he says he creates a new heaven and a new earth for us in paradise and will live with him forever and eyes have not seen ears have not heard nor has it even entered the heart of mankind what glorious things await those who love our Lord Jesus Christ amen brother well you said that so very well how about that thousand years what do you think that's gonna be like well, uh, Scripture tells us clearly. We don't have to guess. Just, uh, the problem with people is they don't take the Son of God literally. Now, Jesus was Emmanuel. Uh, the book of John pretty much defines him beyond comprehension. You see? Because how does the book of John start out? It's, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God, the Word is God, and the Word became manifest in Christ. The Word became flesh in Christ, but no one recognized him. Okay, and then often today, David, we all we all hear this phrase, the, the truth will set you free. I stop people, and I say, what do you mean the truth will set you free? Well, you know, if you, if you know the truth, it'll set you free. I said, you just quoted the Bible, and they said, oh, that's nonsense. <laughs> no, I said, no, it's not, it's not nonsense. Where did that come from? Well, that came from the book of John. And in what context was that message delivered? I know. Well, it, the book of John clearly illustrates what the truth is. Now, see, we're all seeking that. 
in a court of law you seek the truth and you're penalized with perjury which is a crime if you don't tell the truth right so we're all seeking the truth well so how is that defined who is the truth even Pilate at the crucifixion even Pilate was confused well, about he, the truth. he knew I mean I think deep down I think he was <laughs> caught betwixt and between but he knew his wife told him about the dream I mean he knew hey he look had... Terry we've only got a couple of minutes left and I'd be remiss if I didn't allow you a little opportunity here to talk about how people can get your book all they have to do David thank you so kindly sir and uh, I, I apologize for uh, my verbosity. Oh, I but it's been fascinating. I, I I wish this could go on. We're going to have to do a follow-up. But l let's get to the book, though, before we run out of time. If Folks, if you want an education, you don't have to buy my $12 book. But the book essentially fictionally conveys all the preliminary things that must happen in order to set the stage for the arrival of the Antichrist in a UFO. I'm convinced that it's going to happen that way. And if you think that's crazy, that's the reason the whole world's going to be deceived. Because once it happens, the world is going to be mesmerized. They're going to be dumbfounded. They're going to be looking at this thing and they're going, oh my, this is the weirdest darn thing I've ever heard of or seen in my life. Well, you and I aren't going to be fooled. I know that. Well, no, we're the elect. You see? So let's make everybody listening to your program clearly define themselves as the unfooled, undeceived elect. Now, if you don't want my $12 book, it, it supports my ministry. And folks, I make three fifty profit. Okay, not much. That's honest. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. Because what, what do you do? And I know I do. We put most of what we make right back into what we do, and we buy a little food with it. Terry, my friend, we are just about out of time, and I just wanted to say to everybody, uh, we've been privileged to have Terry L. Cook on, man of uh, many backgrounds, but I really highly encourage this book. Uh, give out the website one more time, Terry. www.dukeofhell.com. You can get the book there. It goes right to Amazon, but you can just click on the button there, the buy button. But before you do that, folks, even if you don't buy the book, please, I've said it five or six times now, watch the 13-minute yeah, intro yeah. video there, uh, dukeofhell.com, dukeofhell.com. Thank you very much. God bless you, Dave. God bless you, Terry. Thank you very much for being with us. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We'll be back unless you're joining us on KYH. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Terry.